0: Napoli, Dio, at Dio, chi mai, chi mai placida, Ciao ragazzi and benvenuti to the 18th episode of In the Shadow of Vesuvio. My name is Henry Bell. I'm broadcasting this from late night Paisley in the west of Scotland. But we have, as ever, our co-host Michele Borelli at Napoli Tickets on Twitter, who is sat in front of me on Zoom in Naples. Late night Napoli. How, How is it, Michele? How are you?
1: Hello 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 everyone. First of all, apologies for missing a week. Yeah, because we didn't do anything last week and uh yeah, that's my fault. So it is your fault. It is my fault 100%, but you yeah, know everything everything good here uh been uh, uh, busy enough, so yeah, we couldn't we couldn't record last week, but yeah, I love I love recording in the night actually. It's quite nice, quite romantic in a way while i it see is. your face oh
0: stop it stop it this is um this is turning into a different kind kind of podcast but i mean the way that i say it you're kind of like in terms of the far from vesuvius uh podcast network you're like our our like our number 10 our number 10 he like he doesn't need to come to training every day because <laughs> because when he comes he brings he brings magic he brings the magic he brings the the notte magic. yeah magique, notte magique sorry. so so like you know it's fine as long as you're bringing your talent you can you can do whatever you like okay like, um
1: you honor thank, me i well, don't deserve yeah. this high praise
0: well let's see um Thank you everyone who's reached out to ask where we've been and when's the next episode. Like, Please do always keep an eye on us. It's nice that people care, people miss us. <laughs> so anyway, number 18 in the Napoli Tombola, what is that?
1: Number 18 in the Napoli Tombola is the blood. Il sangue, o sang in Napoli. O um, So it's kind of, I don't know, it could be interpreted in many ways, actually could be interpreted so when 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 you want people to be like focused on a task and with Katsima we talked about that see si. you would also say they have to have blood in their eyes no and uh sang yes sang in like sang- you would say napolitan so maybe we could interpret it that way for the for the game against liverpool for all the for all the next games because we really need it now. It's gonna be, you know, we, we, we're we gonna play a game every three days now, so it's. I'm already exhausted, I don't know how they're gonna do it.
0: Bring it on, bring it on. I think, um, say that again, blood in the eyes in, in Neapolitan. I love it. Say it again,
1: yeah. Osangi in the locchio,
0: sangue del No, more okay. More or less. okay. I was gonna like tweet <laughs> me and be like, you're such an English tosser. Um, I might, because all the students are enrolling and it's their first session on campus tomorrow for me, so I might use that phrase. I might need to learn how to say it properly with them. So that's what I want to see from you this year. Nice. in the eyes. So yeah, it's been cool. We're not going to go back through all the all the games, because other people have done that brilliantly. Hey, Raph and Raph and um, Joe on the and Apple pod and people like that. But it's been alright, hasn't it? Like... I had a lot of fun watching the game at the weekend because we went behind and then we came back really well. We were really patient and that's the kind of football that we maybe didn't see towards the end of last season, right, McKinley? Like how yeah, no, much, you know.
1: I I I agree. I'm gonna say that I really like the performance from the team. And I also like the performance from the team in the second half against Lecce, to be honest. Mm, it was yeah. it was really it was really good. And uh well we didn't win that game but we wasted the first half. So yeah, no, I I, I honestly I wasn't that disappointed after Lecce because I when, when the real football players played and we when we played with our real formation. Yeah. Um yeah, yeah. I think, I think
0: four two three one. I've said it on podcasts before. It always makes me think that we're like a dog wearing clothes, and it's four two three one. It's just something that looks a bit, a bit awkward about it. You know what I mean? And also, we talked about this on a few of the shows. Like, we've signed half a new team. You can't just plunk them all in on the pitch in a new formation and expect them to play well. You know. So, I think four three three four three three is the future. Um, Quick word on Scalia, who you know what I think you look a little bit like him, Michele. I was thinking <laughs> about this,
1: yeah, because he looks like the average the average random guy from Chiro. yeah 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 that's why so it's not a million much. do you see that
0: lovely video of him being mobbed by the kids in his car? I thought that was that was great, that shows that a star is being born. Any um any vibes about our new Georgian superstar that are coming out from your sort of mates or your family or people you've heard talking like what's the what's the general feeling about him in the city like the impression we get on social media and stuff is that he is very much loved but is that is that you're actually there is are you getting that feeling too
1: I am getting that feeling it was very funny because when we played Lazio and uh, Kvara Quara scored. Uh, I was in a pub with some friends, and uh, yeah, it was very crowded. And there was a family next to me. Uh, I think it was a mom, daughter, and and son. And um, yeah, it, it, I think yeah, the 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 mom and the daughter didn't know much about football, but they were they were really focused on the game. While the the son knew everything about it, so when Kvara scored, he said the name. And the mom turned to me. I don't. I don't know these people, but she asked me because maybe she saw I was. I was into it. She's sure. been a, f- a fan of the show. Yeah, uh, and uh, she, I mean, uh, of course she is. And she was like, "Sorry, but uh, who's cord And I tried to say the surname correctly. Yeah, and I had to repeat it like four times. And <laughs> at the at the moment, the woman said, oh, "Okay." So he was. It wasn't just rambling, you know, because I think yeah, I, I think the son, the son told uh, um, the the son the son told there that uh, this guy scored, and she didn't understand what he was talking about because the surname is quite difficult. Has my yeah, son man.
0: lost his mind? But I mean, it was a performance. really funny, the, the great. My, I, I'm going to pause now. Ralph on the rant was taking the mic out of me, saying that I always use the phrase with you. Can you paint the picture? Can you paint the picture? Now we've talked right at the beginning of this show about 17 episodes ago that you said that actually Naples isn't great for watching games in bars. But you just said that you watched a game in a pub. So where was that? And paint me a picture.
1: I was in a pub next to my house. It was a. it's it's a nice pub. It's a generic Napolitan pub, I would say, but they have I think like seven or eight televisions and they show Napoli games. So it's some um, quite a common uh meeting spot for Napoli games. A lot of people go there and watch Napoli games and it's I really like it because it's I like to watch games with other people obviously and I don't like to watch alone so I go there with friends but it's not just friends otherwise I would just invite them in my at my place. I like the atmosphere, you know, because every time we miss a chance Everyone, like a lot of people uh, stand up and, you know, scream at the television. You know, it's like people eating, people drinking, but it's mostly uh, game watching. And uh, yeah, I like, I like that kind of atmosphere. You know, a lot of people watching, a lot of people not even eating or drinking at the pub, but just peeking at the televisions from outside. Uh, yeah, so it's really, you know, that's mostly what I like about supporting NABRI, you know, this sense of community. it creates because obviously everyone in napoli supports napoli uh even though i heard i think i heard a forza juve at one point i i I hope they were joking but anyway the
0: mayor it it could have been the mayor the mayor could have been in the pub
1: maybe yeah so no it was it was really fun you know like when when napoli when napoli scored a lot of well i mean it was chaos obviously it was total chaos and And so uh, like
0: we will talk about we're gonna talk about the Champions League. We're gonna talk about me going viral. Well, hey, everybody. And we're gonna talk give you some, some advice about uh getting tickets for Champions League game in a second. But I do just want to talk about this a little bit. So you're in the pub. What how does it work watching a game in a pub in Naples? So what do people do? They're drinking mostly beer. Do people have food as well? Like what's the what's the kind of general atmosphere? You think a lot of our listeners can't be in Naples, so it's your job to get us there. So an oh, away game is on. You're in Naples. You go to the pub to see it. What sort of? What's the culture? How does it? How does it work?
1: In terms of,
0: like, what do you do? You eat as well, as you? Is it just like drinking beers and stuff? Like, how does it? How how does it work? Obviously, you yourself don't drink, but I... most people do.
1: Yeah, when Napoli doesn't play at home, I think most people still. I think we already talked about this, but most people stay at home, I yeah, would yeah, say, yeah. because they have their own traditions of watching games at home, you know, because I mean, watching outside is not that comfortable in a way, because obviously all, all places, all bars and restaurants, every, every place which has a television, especially when the game is on Sunday night or Saturday night, they get crowded really quickly. So to get a table to watch the game, I had to go there an hour before for example, okay. so yeah, so it's, it's kind of, yeah, a lot of people, a lot of people came afterwards and they couldn't see it, so yeah. it's, so it's, it's rams, it's,
0: the bars are ram full of fans, there's a absolutely. YouTube channel of, of guys that live stream them watching in a bar, actually, I can't remember the name of it, but that's, that's quite fun, and well, do people eat or is it just a question of drinking and watching football?
1: They do, yeah, they do, they do, that's actually, I made the big mistake of ordering a panino During the second half, and it came uh, during the um, well, during the second half. I ordered after the first half, and I made that mistake because usually when Napoli plays, I can't eat. I'm not hungry. I'm very nervous, so I don't. I can't focus on anything else but the the game. So I I let the panino sit on my table for like 30 minutes, and it got cold. But I really like my friends was looking at me like, why did you order? I said, yeah, I got I got distracted. I didn't think about it, but it's true. I never, I never eat. I never eat. I, if I can, I eat during halftime. But even then, you know, I like, That's I tough. like the experience. Yeah, no, it's really tough, and I like the experience of eating something, usually a panino after games, so you can ponder about it. You know, you can.
0: What kind can of talk- panino, Michaelo? Come on, let's let's paint a picture again. So What's what I usually get,
1: thing? what I usually get. So I call it ignorant panino because it's so filthy. And the filthier, the better. Nice. I usually get a chianina burger, double if I can. So at least 200 grams of burger. And then I put uh, pancetta inside. Then I put provola inside. And then I put at least uh, melanzane inside. Eggplants. Yeah, beautiful. little slice of
0: abigure as well
1: classic yeah and uh and if it's possible some fries so that's 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 what we do in Naples. we we make that isn't that isn't
0: dirty that's filthy that's fucking yeah i told
1: you i told you it's an ignorant panino with my friends i call it panino ignorante that's that's what we eat after games and yeah every time we have to get some some calories into us either either fries or you know like oven cooked potatoes those are good too and that's I mean, amazing, I... you know, especially after after you go to the stadium, you eat that panino, and you either celebrate the victory with that panino so it tastes amazing, or you eat the panino to forget about a tie or a loss. So either way, the panino is very useful after games.
0: I like the use of the fries or chips. Like I um, I like to put them on my pizza, which is a thing in certain parts of Italy, and it does work very well. Um Okay, thank you for that little uh, snapshot into into watching Napoleon bars. Um so yeah, I I really enjoyed the victory against Lazio. I always talk about Zelinsky on the show because I've just got a soft spot for him because I think he's he's served an apprenticeship under one of our great legends. And my great hope was that he might not hit the heights of Malachamsik, but he might in some ways um occasionally remind me of him. And um He's very high up in the league for goals and assists out of midfield. And I'm really, really enjoying his performance um, linking up midfield and attack. So, yeah. And Kim as well. I mean, you were saying last time we spoke, you were keeping a close eye on Kim. And he he scored was very two- solid,
1: yeah.
0: He's scored two goals since then. So, like, he seems to be leading from the back a bit. So, next time you're in the stadium, which is going to be tomorrow, to watch the Liverpool game, you can tell me even more. How are you feeling about, just tell me your feelings about first going back in the Champions League for a few years and going to see Liverpool in the Stadio Diego Amando Maradona tomorrow. How do you feel? I
1: can't wait. I can't wait. It's been too long. You know, two years, maybe not that long, but to me it seems forever. You know, I think Napoli and the stadium have been built these kind of games, you know, it's it's completely different. Every time someone comes to Napoli to watch a game against you know, like Lecce or Spezia or you know Bologna, these kind of games, even though the atmosphere is always nice, I always tell them if they loved it, if they say if they tell me, you know, the atmosphere was amazing, the experience was amazing. I always tell them if you like this, then you should come back for a Champions League game because the atmosphere is absolutely insane. You know, you can feel the expectations you can feel you know like the, the stress people have for this game you know like it's 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 totally crazy because obviously there are only 6 games in a champions league group so every game is super important every game is like a final especially for us which mm-hmm. we've never gone through you know after we we I think we qualified for the uh round of 16 three times and that's it so for us, you know, it's kind of, you know, it's a very big deal, a very big deal. And if you, if you tie or lose against a game, a game against, you know, a Serie A game, any game, I mean, it's bad, but you can recover. You know, if you win the next one, it's, it's okay. Um, we have to prove because obviously we didn't win against Lecce and everyone was depressed and then we won in Rome and everyone was happy, you know, so now we are, we are back to being the Scudetto contenders, apparently. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but yeah, with Champions League, you know, every minute is stressful. Every every goal is super important. It's you can feel that. You can feel that. You know, it's those ninety minutes are are you know are like nothing else. And uh, I really can not wait. And the stadium is uh, gonna be sold yeah. out as well. So it's a complete
0: is, sellout, right? It's complete. completely full.
1: Complete, yes. Fantastic. And also a
0: game against like European royalty like Liverpool as well. Like, it's a great, like, to use the theatre analogy, it's a great opening night, isn't it? It's a great premiere. You feel like all the audience is in, all the press are there. It's like all eyes are on Naples. And I think that's tremendously exciting. What's the story behind the Champions League anthem and how Napoli Tuforsi?
1: Respond to it, Michele. So, when Napoli Tifosi do, is obviously chant the last part of the anthem very loudly. So the last part, which goes, you know, the champions, everyone shouts it super loudly, just that part. And uh, now it's become a tradition. But I love how it came to be because it wasn't something organized. So a lot of people, I, I don't know what they believe. Because now it's, now it's obviously organized. Like people go to the stadium expecting that to happen. But it wasn't the case the first time. And that's why I love it. Because the first time it happened, it was actually during the first Champions League game Napoli ever qualified to. It was against Villarreal. Well, the first home game against Villarreal in 2011, I want to say. That yes. was our
0: first year back.
1: Yes, exactly. So we had a, the first game ever was against Manchester City, but it was away. And that was there, actually. So that was the first time we ever heard the Champions League anthem. And nothing really happened in the away stand. I was there and I mean, we, we were. I was super happy, you know, when, when Napoli qualified for Champions League for the first time in 2011. We qualified in the last home game in May against Inter. We tied one-one, and I was watching that game in a mall, and with uh, <laughs> on a big screen. A lot of people were there, and when that game ended, I cried because I was super emotional. You know, Champions League was something I never, ever, ever expected Napoli to participate in. So when that happened, it felt like a dream. It's always, it still feels like a dream. You know, I still feel like it, Napoli doesn't belong there. Only because when I grew up, Napoli was in Serie C, Serie B. So it's so weird to see Napoli play against Liverpool. And what happened was, I, I still remember. So when, when we qualified for Champions League, everyone went crazy. I think they played, I don't want to be wrong about it, but I think they played the Champions League anthem also after the Inter game. But there, I mean, nothing happened then. Because, I mean, it was unexpected. Mm. Uh, During summer, so obviously that was in May, and the first Champions League game was in September. So during summer, I remember listening to the official radio, official Napoli radio, and they played the Champions League anthem so many times. (laughs) So many, it was amazing, like all the time. I think I remember, I don't know when it was, I think it was probably the week before the game against Manchester City, so the first game. And they basically every uh, radio program on that radio opened with the Champions League anthem and they always gave people shivers. So I remember, I remember this one time, I remember I was listening to the radio and the, you know, the host of the program, the show said, uh, "You know, we, we just listened to the Champions League anthem, it's amazing, everyone likes it. I'm receiving so many requests to play it again then we're going to play it again now. So in the middle of the show, they just played it again because people wanted to hear it again. And then he played it again at the end of the show. So yeah, that, that was the kind of expectation you had, you know, like three months. The whole summer, people were just like listening. I remember listening to it. Or like, I remember like Googling it, putting it on YouTube and listening to it with my friends. I was like, can you, can you imagine? This is going to, we're going to listen to this anthem in two months, one month, two weeks, one week. So that in was the stadium. Again, having started in, live. in
0: I think such a good point that that you, your generation, you're a bit younger than me, that, you know, your football watching upbringing about Napoli was from Seri C, Serie B, or maybe you might just about remember when, when we were in Serie A, but we were pretty rubbish. Um and so there was this huge emotion about being in the Champions League. I think for the generation, for your like dad's generation, it must have been emotional too, because it was like the the link to the past for when we were a Scudetto winning team with the the Maradona, although we didn't do particularly well in the European Cup. We, well, we won the UEFA Cup, but we didn't do very well in the, in the European Cup. So there, there must have been, I mean, am I wrong? There must have been this kind of shared emotion for, for the younger fans like you because it, it symbolized this kind of phoenix rising out of the, um, out of the ashes. But for your, for your dad's generation, it, 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 it sort of brought back memories of the glorious past. And your, your dad was a season ticket holder right, uh, during the Maradona era. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. There was a season ticket holder during the 80s. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and I only participated in the well, There wasn't the Champions League during the eighties. It was called the European uh, Cup. Yeah, the European Cup. I think it was yeah, Copa de Campioni. I think it was called I mean it was quite different, so
0: but you went to those early games with your dad, didn't you? You sent me that picture of you at the, the Man City game. Manchester,
1: so. yeah, 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 It was yeah, it was amazing. Amazing game. One of the best games I've ever seen. Emotion.
0: Emotion that transcends generations. So, Absolutely. When Cavani think,
1: scores, you yeah. know.
0: Glorious. And if you want to listen to a show about that, let's check out the nearly most recent From End to I, where me and Kirsten Schlutz talk about that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's a huge amount of emotion behind it. Um, and I think it's going to be great. I have gone viral, Michael. I know um, this. I cannot stop. Um, I can't go any further without talking about it. <laughs> so, and I, but, but let's talk seriously about this This tweet that, that Liverpool put out ahead of tomorrow. Advice for their fans. So Liverpool uh, said, and I'm sure everybody listening probably saw this, fans, this is from Liverpool FC, fans should not congregate in public areas and should avoid becoming isolated in areas away from the port area of the city we strongly recommend you avoid the city center if you choose to visit please be aware that you may be targeted for theft robbery or assault now it's important to say that liverpool don't tweet this out for games that fans go to in areas in the united kingdom it's quite rare for them to tweet something out like this now i saw that and my experience as an englishman in naples when I visited frequently has been very different to that. So I tweeted out, here's me venturing into this terrifying city alone, with some pictures of Vomoro, me in front of Vesuvio. And it struck a bit of a chord with the public, Michele, you'll be glad to hear, people coming to the city's defense. And it's been liked and retweeted over a thousand times now with a really interesting mix of people some Juve fans even supporting i've got people commenting in germany and norway all around the world kind of supporting what's going on because there is an issue with how certain people stereotype the city of naples and it's very different to how i experience it having said that though it wouldn't be fair to say Michele, would it that the experience of away fans is always perfect in naples right so what do you think of that advice From Liverpool Football
1: Club, you know I didn't get as much triggered as other people because I honestly, I mean it's a bit harsh to be honest, but we had problems in the past. It's not about tourists coming to Napoli; that that usually goes well. But when Napoli plays Liverpool, you know, like we don't really get along with Liverpool fans. I mean. I don't know why, but it's uh, mostly you'll trust, you know, the hardcore fans. So it yeah. has happened in the past that there have been some problems, public order problems, especially the day before the game. Like a kind of like groups of like two, three, five, ten people, not many, but like maybe one or two groups like going around town with the aim of finding Liverpool fans and I don't know, assaulting them. It has happened. It's, it was much uh, more common in the past. Now it's happening less frequently. So that's why, you know, when Liverpool tweets about that, it's not just them making up something. It's them basing you know, this advice on past experiences. And uh, while the 99.9% of Liverpool fans in Napoli will have a great time and they won't be bothered by anyone and they will be actually welcome in the city. I fear that probably zero point one percent will be experiencing some kind of trouble if they meet the wrong kind of Napoli fans. So, but how I would is say... that different?
0: How is that different to any any away game, really, or well, not any, but most away games where there's some kind of rivalry? The same would be true. I mean, I live very near Glasgow for an old firm game between Rangers and Celtic. The same would be true for Manchester United, Liverpool. Um, the same would be true for for all sorts of clashes. Yet you don't see clubs tweeting out information like that. And I think there's something, whether it's conscious or subconscious, that they've picked up on this quite problematic representation of Naples. I think in in media. I think I think there's a way of communicating it that could have been better. And do, do you think this is going to help things, or do you think it's going to make things worse?
1: I don't think it's going to do anything, to be honest, because we're gonna have a lot of Liverpool fans in town, and they're not gonna hide. And again, the people who go after Liverpool fans, they're not that bright, you know. So they're not gonna ask for some kind of, you know, like show me your Liverpool fan card or something like that. They just they just go look for uh, like English speakers, and yeah. I mean, they're they're just you know they're criminals. So it's not like they they are very careful about it. They, their aim is just to you know like be stupid and be criminal so
0: and cause cause trouble really like any kind of hooligan end or ultra end of of yeah, any football yeah. club across Europe I suppose that's my the reason I got a bit triggered by it was that I I just think why is it specifically Naples that's being targeted here but yeah I mean as as you that's say true. these things these things have more nuance to them than social media will allow so one of the reasons we haven't been able to record is how busy you've been, Michele. So like, I want to talk about that a little bit. And I know you've got to go quite soon, but like, I wouldn't mind a quick sesh on your advice for fans looking to try to get away and home tickets in the Champions League, just to give your kind of perspective. But before we get technical, the fact you've been so busy, what does that tell us about the club, the direction of the club and how, um, what the feeling is in the city about about this season? Well, I in mean, in comparison as you, to what we were saying in the summer,
1: as you know, I mostly for the like ninety nine percent of the time I work with tourists, so I mean it doesn't really correlate demand in town. You know, it doesn't really correlate to what locals feel. Okay. But yeah, I mean, the club is getting more popular. That's for sure. Maybe I am getting more popular. I don't know. But, yeah, no, it's, uh, I mean, it's been quite busy also because it's tourist season. So, you know, August and September, that's always the case. But, yeah, no, in terms of away tickets, that's a little bit complicated because Champions League away tickets are only, so for the first 48 hours, they are on sale only for season ticket holders. Sure. And, uh they are usually there are usually about like 2000 maybe 1000 i would say from 1000 and a half to 2000 and a half away tickets given to napoli fans and there are about 10000 season ticket holders so obviously if many season ticket holders want to go to champions league away games then the there there would be no general sale for those Uh, for those tickets. So that's, that's, that's what makes it complicated. But I was looking at how the sale goes because obviously I'm a season ticket holder, so I got the ticket and uh, I can access the sale page. It doesn't say much, but it says how many tickets are still available. So tomorrow they will go on sale or today because I think, well, the, the, the podcast will be released on, on, uh, on 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 Wednesday, but there are still a lot of tickets left. So I, i I'm, you know, like, we can do it. I mean, we can, I think people who want to, non-season ticket holders who want to attend away games in Champions League, they can do it. But the process is a little bit long because first of all, you have to fill a form on Napoli's website. Then I don't know if it's going to work the same way as for season ticket holders, but what they did to me was they sent me a code and with that code, I um, I unlocked the sale on the TicketOne website. So that's how it went to me. So it's it's necessary to fill the form on Napoli's website, and that form is a, quite long. You know, you have to give your address. You have to tell them how you're gonna go to the your city of destination, how many nights you're gonna stay, how many days before the game you're gonna go. I don't even know why they need so many info, but yeah, that that's what I, that's what they ask. You know, um, ID when it expires. You know, a lot of info. So that's makes it very difficult for me to get those tickets to people
0: sure and that so you start on the napoli site you fill in this big form make sure you got your passport with you so you got your id people listening that then unlocks a code which takes you through to the ticket one website now last time you said you got to register with ticket one that's important to do that now i've done that already so tomorrow i'm going to go to the napoli site fill in this labyrinthine form get a code and then go to the ticket one website, and that code will unlock the ticket sales, hopefully, Hopefully. for the Rangers-Napoli game.
1: I'm not 100% sure that that's how it's going to go. I mean, the procedure procedure is exactly this one. I don't know if they're going to release codes tomorrow too, because they did so for me. And I don't know if it was specific to season ticket holders, because I think the form is going to change a little bit tomorrow, because obviously they're not going to... It's not gonna be for season ticket holders anymore. they have to make sure that whoever is gonna get a ticket is a season ticket holder until tomorrow. but you yeah, know after that you know it's quite easy i don't I'm not sure how many tickets you can get because they're not they're not clear about it the The website said four, but it was actually one, so I don't know it's usually it sometimes it's two sometimes it's just one, sometimes it's four. It's never sure. gonna be more than four, so I honestly don't know what to expect. These kind of things we find. We find out only when the sale starts.
0: Well, I will so. give a full report. Having to, my big problem is that I I've got a class at two o'clock tomorrow uh, English time, which is three o'clock Italian time. Sorry, Scottish time, not English time. And um, what am I going to do, Michele? I think I might need to say to my class, "Hey, guys and gals and everybody else, let's just." 10 minutes, talk amongst yourselves, get yourself ready whilst I'm frantically, because it's not just going to a website and filling in a few things. It's like, it's really complicated. So, yeah. I mean, fingers crossed. I have to make it to that range. Game if, it if it works.
1: Yeah. Yeah, if because it works. Because when I did that, I had, to, I had to get the tickets five times because every time I went to the end of the purchase process, it told me, oh, there's been an error, there's been an error, and I had to fill all the details again, not on the form, but on the, on the website. On the ticket one website, so yeah, I was panicking, but i was I was with my father next to me because we can only get one ticket each, and yeah, we tried five times at one point he didn't let me log in, and yes, you know like expect expect the website to be less than perfect let's say that yeah
0: and have your passport because you might need that information okay i think that was helpful i think the ticket one it strikes me it's an it's, it's, it's an italian site. it's really important for for this whole sort of process of getting away tickets and things like that so whether or not you're going right now or you might be going in the future register now so you've got that done and that's one less thing you have to worry about anyway that was a good bit of technical things before we go away just you've got a neapolitan phrase for us but before we get there I just want to ask you, back to the Liverpool game tomorrow, under lights with a sellout. Which players are you most excited about seeing play for Napoli?
1: Always Lobotka. The answer is always going to be Lobotka. I love Lobotka.
0: Lobocop Lobo as Art Morelli has christened him.
1: So important. Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, he's everywhere, isn't he? The, one of the things I love is that when, you know, when he gets the ball and he kind of goes around in a circle to sort of protect it, it's kind of what's known as being press resistant. There's a way that Le sort of shields the ball in a circle that is just wonderful. It's like a bullfighter. <laughs> it's, you know what I mean? It's saying yeah. that you're not, you're Please, not getting yeah. this ball off me. Wonderful player.
1: It's amazing. Yeah. I really love him. It's so important for us. So important. You know, I think it's, right now he's the key of the entire team probably because it's you know without Lobotka things just don't work you know the build-up is much slower so yeah Lobotka will be very important tomorrow even I think it's even more important than us you know
0: yeah I agree much more important and um actually just remind me what did you make of Undobelé's uh contribution to the (laughs) Lazio game when he came up
1: no comment well, that, was, me, yeah. that was 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 sad to see. Really sad.
0: Well, hopefully he'll get in a slightly better shape and be more of an option. Okay, uh, Luboka, Who else under the lights? Champions League representing. You know, a lot of it? a lot
1: of well, a, a few players will be participating in Champions League for the first time in their career tomorrow. So sure. it's gonna yeah, it's, it's a big test for them. Uh, I don't know if Kim participated, but I, I don't think Ramani did. Um Di lorenzo did but briefly he said uh obviously Quara first champions league i think no with rubin i don't know but I mean, anyway i mean it's... i
0: don't think so well they haven't had a significant period of time in in the competition of them
1: yeah Osimen, Osimen, i think is his first champions league and uh i'm yeah, worried about
0: the... him being super hyped i'm worried about him going into like overload land because he can get so worked up can't he and he's yeah. He stayed at the club despite all the interest from Manchester United and, and to, to play in the Champions League. So I think Spalletti's got a job on his hand, hasn't, hasn't he, to get the right level on it. And as you say, there's 50,000 people in the stadium, probably a bit more. There's the Champions League anthem. So getting that right balance of being motivated and, and calm at the same time is going to be going be quite a test of our, our mister. Um, I can't wait I'm going to be watching it so stressed
1: I'm already so stressed about it yeah yeah Yeah, it's going to be nerve-wracking
0: but you'll be there before the game so it's different to a league because the league games your your ticketing service means that you can't really get in before but because you don't really do the Champions League so will you actually manage to get in the stadium properly before the game
1: I don't know I don't know I don't expect to (laughs) we'll see we'll see but it's going to be it's going to be exciting will be very exciting. I don't. I really hope to be able to get in before kickoff. But that's oh, not been...
0: Have I got that wrong? So do you sort tickets out for people for home Champions League games as well?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Ah, oh, you do. Oh, okay. Well, so you'll be busy, but you'll be able to hear the Champions League anthem being screamed from outside. So that's fine. Um, well,
1: that's true. I would like to participate. With it. <laughs> that's the problem. Be on time.
0: Anyone listening? Michele wants to be in the stadium for the Please. Champions League anthem. Okay, I'll let you because you've got so much work to do for all these games. Uh, what's the Neapolitan Phrase of the Week?
1: There's a phrase which, you know, it doesn't really apply to anything that's happened recently. I just, it's a phrase that I love. It. I think it's going to be very useful in the future, in the near future. And uh, the phrase is, it's, it's very common, it's very used you know, in the everyday parlance of Neapolitan people. And the phrase is, um, i repeat the translation would be don't speed towards the sky because it's gonna come back at you
0: nice
1: and it's you know it's a phrase which is used in many situations, but generally speaking it means that you you don't have to. It's recommended not to speak or at least not to denigrate something good which is happening to you, because I mean it's gonna come back eventually. So enjoy, come back to bite
0: you on the ass. Exactly, as well.
1: exactly, exactly. So enjoy the good things while they last. Don't uh, appre- appreciate the good things when when they are uh, when there are good things happening, the good yeah. times. And uh, don't take them for granted. And especially don't uh, spit on them, metaphorically speaking. Because it's uh, that's not the right attitude towards life. So even though, I, I mean, if I wanted to apply to this period, you know, a lot of people have been doubtful about the team. I've been doubtful about the team. But still, you know, we are, since the, the end of last season, which was really disappointing for me, I've been not been super happy about it, obviously, because I think we could have done much more last season, but yep. I've always said, you know, I've been looking forward to this Champions League participation again, uh, very, you know, intensely. So even though things have been bad for me, you know, they're not that bad. They're not that bad. I have to remember that how, how I was when we first qualified for Champions League in 2011, I cried, you know, and now, yeah. and now we qualify again and I'm disappointed. No, it's supposed to be. So I will try not to spit on it, metaphorically speaking. Because Champions League in Napoli is always amazing. And you know, who knows if we're gonna get it again? You know, who knows if these times will will end, if we'll go back to not being relevant. I really hope not, but you never know. You never know. So while last, I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy it.
0: Just enjoy the sky. Don't spit it. Lovely. OK, well, as ever, your choice of Neapolitan Friends of the Week is highly appropriate for where we are as a club. So thanks for your time, Michele. I'll let you go back to organising all the tickets for all the different games that we got coming up. Um For all the visitors to this fantastic city that uh, has always been very welcoming to me. The... Um, Thank you for listening, everybody. We didn't have a listener question this week because we've slightly thrown it all together. Dan Bowen asked a brilliant question about um, the controversy around the little girl who got to make her Napoli shirt inside out in Florence. I, w- I want to get your thoughts on that, Michele, next time we talk. So, Dan, we will play your question next week. Thanks for sending it in. Sure. Um, I've been Henry Bell, at Henry Bell Coucher on Twitter. Michele is at Napoli Tickets on Twitter. This show... Is at Shadow of Vesuvio on Twitter, which is part of the Far from Vesuvius Network at Far from Vesuvius. Thank you so much for listening. Uh bring on tomorrow and forza Napoli. <laughs> <laughs>